Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It is 107 in Edmonton, and you're listening to Oilers Now. Just going to negotiate contact here momentarily with George LaRocque, Edmonton's sporting icon, Montreal-based media pundit, and uh, one of the most popular players uh, to have played in uh, Oilers history. In this hour, uh, George, Dan Cote-Rosen, who's the vice president of marketing for the Oilers Entertainment Group, uh, about an initiative that's going to uh, be taking place here coming up in a couple of weeks' time. And uh, that will be interesting, to say the least. And we'll have a, it's it's a little bit of a different thing than maybe people are expecting. But it has to do with giving kids an opportunity. And it's basically a next-generation game. It's going to take place December the 17th against Anaheim. So we're going to talk to Dan about that. Um, and Wayne Gretzky today at one. Uh, 35. Now, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. And that's where I'm going to go next if I didn't screw up here. I don't think I did. Chris in Alabama has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. And Chris says, Bob, uh, through the second period last night, uh, our five-on-five seemed like we were on the power play as we, we kept the puck in their end most of the time. But then the dreaded third period happened. I still think we haven't played a full 60 minutes of dominating hockey. After tomorrow's game, Bob, remember, Alabama plays at LSU. Roll Tide and go Oilers. Well, here's the problem with that. They do. They play tomorrow night. I'll be on the plane. And so I'll be able to update it, uh, you know, follow it play-by-play, just won't be able to see any of the videos. So it's a huge day in NCAA college football tomorrow. You know what we can do here? Do you want to call Dan early? See if Dan can get going first, and then we'll go to George a little bit later. See if we can make that happen, Brendan. It's called uh, live radio. These sort of things happen. Second Hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. You can also reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort Casino Excitement Bet on it. Uh, in this hour, uh, expecting to hook up with Dan Cote Rosen, the VP of Marketing for the Oilers Entertainment Group, George LaRock, and uh, Wayne Gretzky. We will tell you Japanese Village is Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. Reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca. Well, uh, he was a star football player at McGill back in the day. We won't talk about the season that they've had. It's been just as uh, bad as my beloved Alberta Golden Bears, but we are pleased to be joined on the line by the VP of Marketing for the Oilers Entertainment Group, Dan Cote-Rosen. Dan, how you doing? 
Doing well, Bob. How are you? Good. Thank you to uh, allowing us to uh, to switch here. Uh, first of all, tough. Uh, when did you play at McGill again? Uh, Ninety-seven to two thousand and one. So, did you guys host Saskatchewan the one year and the one of the bowl games? Was that when you were, when yeah, you were there? Two thousand, two thousand two. So, I, I just I, I played rugby that year. So, I was still at school, but wasn't playing on the team. Okay. Not, that I, not that I played very much when I was on the roster, but you were a linebacker. What position did you play? Uh, defensive halfback. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. So you could run. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> All right. Tell us, it's called a next-gen game, December the 17th, next-generation game versus Matt Anaheim. Dan, what's going on there? What's this about? Well, you know, we've, we've uh, the, the NHL gifted us with a schedule this season that included, uh, you know, quite a few matinee games, more than we're typically used to having. And we've seen a couple of other teams around the league uh, run a program similar to this with a lot of success. And we thought it was a great opportunity for us to reach out to that younger fan base within oil country. So what we're doing is we're providing the opportunity for seven kids between the ages of seven and 13 to come in that day and basically take over roles, big, uh, big roles uh, within our game presentation that are typically done by, you know, Tony Brar, Chelsea bird, Al Stafford. So we'll have uh, junior versions of all those positions. We're even going to have uh, a junior radio broadcaster. So you'll have a, a little, um, a little someone extra with you guys in the booth uh, on that Saturday. All right. Uh, and what's the response to been this been like uh, for for kids out there in the marketplace trying to get involved in this? Yeah, it's it's been fantastic. Uh, we stopped accepting submissions on October 30th, but we had close to 100 submissions. We went through them this week to start narrowing down the field, and uh, there was just so many great submissions. It's it's been really really encouraging, and it's it's nice to see that we have. Uh, so much passion amongst our uh, younger fans in all country. Did you find an anthem singer as well? We did. Yep, we do have an anthem singer selected. So I've, you know, obviously I've been privileged enough to travel the team for the last fifteen seasons, fourteen of the last fifteen years, mm-hmm. didn't go in the uh, bubble year. But uh, you know, I have seen this specifically in some of the southeastern markets. They've they've done this a little bit. Uh, it makes for a unique in-game experience, but it also gives kids an opportunity to take on some different roles, so that should be fun. The social media manager, aren't they kind of born into that now anyways? That, that wouldn't be much of a reach for those kids, is it, with social media? Well, uh, Bailey Sheets, who does an amazing job managing our, our social media here, she's she's actually really excited to work with uh, you know the person that we've selected just because she's hoping that they're going to be able to teach her a few things about, about TikTok and some of these new platforms that She's not even as familiar with it as some of these kids probably are. Yeah, as you're well aware of, uh, Bailey's father has worked for Chorus here for the last 25-plus years. And uh, mm-hmm. back in the good old days, used to drive a truck down to whenever the Oilers played Dallas 9703 and uh, would load things up with the Kiss Group and head down to Dallas, Texas. Uh, the Stars coming in tomorrow. We are joined by Dan Cote-Rosen. So you have uh, concluded taking uh, submissions for this. You're going through the process right now. And, and the age groups of the kids again? Uh, 7 to 13. Okay. And it'll take place December the 17th, the next-gen game against the Anaheim Ducks. You hit on something then. How many matinees are there this year on Saturdays? Is, is, like, is it six or seven, or how many do you know they're off the top of your head? 
I know we've got three home, three games that Rogers plays at two o'clock starts within the first uh, three months of the season. We had the game against the Blues. We've got our game tomorrow against Dallas Stars. And as you just mentioned, some tickets still available, EdmontonLearners.com slash tickets. And uh, we've got this game against Anaheim on December 17th. And I'm, I think we may have one or two more on the back half. Certainly, uh, quite a few on the road, but at least those three at home to start the season. Now, we had John Shannon on. He was explaining that the NHL is trying to make some waves over in Europe and, uh, you know, get into, you know, basically they're about eight hours ahead of Alberta time, right? So mm-hmm. we're looking at 9 or 10 o'clock for a 1 or 2 o'clock start Edmonton time. Right. Is that the, or is it, is it does, I mean, I don't know if you, you know this. Is this a byproduct of the league sort of inferring, hey, this is your window and we wouldn't mind if you played it this time? Or how does that all work? It, it very well could be. Um, I'm I'm not privy to, to those conversations that might be had. You know, there's all, also, I guess, um, just the NHL and, and the networks looking at how games fit in uh, with a East Coast time uh, as far as our broadcast schedule goes. But, um, you know, we're... We're pretty far down the list in terms of uh, impacting or influencing the schedule makers. So we just try to make the best of the schedule that we got, we we get, and uh, you know, wow. hopefully yeah, this will be a fun one for the kids. Yeah, absolutely, great stuff. Uh, thanks for your time, Dan. Thanks so much, Bob. Appreciate it. That's Dan Cote Rosen, and he is uh, the VP of Marketing for the Oilers Entertainment Group. It is uh, one fifteen in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers now. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is 117 in Edmonton. Welcome back. Bob Stoffer, Brennan Escott with you. Looks like we've struck out on George. It happens once in a while. He's a busy man. So uh, we'll see if we can get Wayne from the Edmonton operation here at 135 for you. Time for a little bit of uh, chat. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. The Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you all season long by James H. Brown, Injury Lawyers, Unrivaled Experience, Unrivaled Commitment, Unrivaled Results. Um, don't think we'll see Philip Roberg in the lineup down on the minors this weekend. He got a little bit of a, a hand issue that will be fine. Uh, it was not something that occurred on the ice, just a, a unlucky little uh, thing that resulted in a couple stitches. So he should be back shortly there because uh, there's a lot of people watching Philip Broberg. And he has had a injury play. It's interesting with Broberg. Brent, I'm going to bring you into this. Um you concerned about about him at all as a prospect? Eighth overall pick in the 2019 NHL draft. 
No, because he's still young and, and we're not at the 200 game thresholds, right? So we've got to get him there. And I think that maybe that's becoming a concern just based on the drop off we saw when he was injured at the World Juniors, right? Um, I think most of us expected him to be in the spot that Marcus Niemalainen has captured. But the fact that they have the options and the, the yeah. luxury of, of developing if Broberg needs a little bit more time down at the AHL level. What do you think they should do with Holloway? He needs to go and get some more playing time because so. it, it looks to me, you know, he's well, he bounced back, but he's turned two pucks over that have led directly to goals. But he did bounce back, and he was involved in a play that got them the two-one lead last night after the the turnover on the. And I was I was frustrated. I mean that that to me is that turnover in the first goal against. You're on the fourth line. You got to get the puck deep there. So go for it. You you would send him back and play him more minutes down in Bakersfield? Yeah, I just think it looks like he needs to get back up to speed after that injury and you know, it's okay. That was a huge hit. That might be the biggest hit we've seen this year so far and and he's a young player, you know. That's a rude introduction to the NHL and it didn't necessarily guarantee a seamless transition just because he had such a productive training camp. So, um I think that what you don't want to do and they've stated this is have him kind of parked there on the fourth line, not getting those valuable reps. If they're happy with the time he's getting, keep him here, I suppose. But the way that he's played to me, I think he might benefit from going down there and thriving. All right. You can text us at 78. I believe our package has arrived on uh, line number seven. You can text us at 780-496-0063. For some reason, I think I recognize that number. Bob, uh, just talking about the next gen game and the fact that you might have a young broadcaster with you, hopefully that youngster receives a Roos Chris gift certificate. Uh, time would tell in that regard. I'm not sure how that all works. Uh, anyhow, you can text us at 780-496-0063. So what would you do with Dylan Holloway, and what would you do um, with Philip Broberg? Are you concerned about Broberg? I get some responses. All right, without further, is that George on line seven? It looks like George's number. We got, so we got George. Take it right. right to 29. All right, I'm going to go right to 29. We welcome back to the show Edmonton Sporting Icon, Montreal-based media personality, George LaRock. Hello, George. How you doing? Good, Bob. How's everything? Good. We've only got about eight minutes, so we got to get going here. What's your assessment on the start to the season for the Montreal Canadiens? You know, it's pretty impressive because uh, a lot of people are surprised because nobody expected that team to play for 500. And actually, some people are sad because, you know, there's something called when the finish is done, the no man's land. And everybody wants the Canadian to have the top three picks next year because either one of them are home runs. And they don't want the team to win. But so far, the team is carried on by the youngster and four young D-men. Four, four young rookie demon that are carrying the team right now. And it's impressive because nobody thought that without Edmondson and Madison that the team was going to do so good. So I know it's only 10 games, but still, so far, they exceeded expectation. And, you know, even though for a team it's better to get the last pick, players, when they play, the competitors, they, they don't want to finish last. Exactly. Yeah. And that's impressive because All right. so far... They don't care about what's going on. They want to win, and that's how they play. Okay, so let's talk about a couple of those young D-men. And we're going to be Edmonton-centric here, because you and me talked uh, off the air about Caden Gooley in the past. I thought he was the most pro-ready of the Edmonton Oil Kings that were on the team last year. How has he been for the Montreal Canadiens, Caden Gooley? You, you, know, you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of uh, Scott Niedermeyer. The way that Gooley wow. is playing, <laughs> the, way he's, the way he's skating is so effortless. It's unbelievable because 
he's not making much mistake. He could skate up with the puck. He could be good offensively. And, you know, and you could see that he could do a bit more, but he's managing a bit. He's staying back a bit. But, but he's so fluid with the way that he skates that it's unreal. It's unreal. Right there with this player, they have a diamond on there, and they know it. Even Harris. Harris, too, has been pretty impressive. They're playing sub like 20 minutes. Over 20 minutes, each of those two D-men, and it's impressive because usually you know that a D-man, it takes a couple of years sometimes to just to be mature enough to play big minutes, you know, and they're not like McCarr. McCarr was like a superstar, like, but, but still, these two guys, nobody expected them to be this ready, to be doing this good, and for the, you know that the future of this team uh, at D-man, it's so good because of these two. That's why Montreal was able to trade for... Uh, be able to trade uh, Romanov because they have a surplus of amazing young defensemen that are going to be good for years to come. All right. Well, they got a guy nicknamed Wi-Fi, uh, Arbor Jackai, who played for Stevie Stales in Hamilton. Of course, uh, Gooley was the best of the four first-rounders last year, the most pro-ready of the four first-rounders the Oil Kings had. And uh, Wi-Fi, Arbor Jackai, he has become an immensely popular figure in Montreal, hasn't he, George? You know, the, the thing with him is that, you know, as often as you say you need a figure that could protect players, and what he's been doing is he's been giving a dimension to this team that they haven't had for a long time. Because, you know, Montreal used to be a small team for the longest time, and they get their hands rubbed in the face and, and get roughed up all the time. And you don't want Josh Anderson to rub the glove because with a shoulder problem, if he drops the glove, he could get hurt again. So the fact that this guy comes in, and he did what he did to Cassian. As you know, it goes throughout the league. Yep. Because people all know that if they do something, he's going to be there to answer the bell. And the way it happened, which is insane, he wasn't a face-up in front of Cassian. He was laughing at him. And Cassian's like, what are you laughing at? And Jackai said, at you. And Jackai gave him a shot. And he said, you want a shot too? Cassian said, sure. And then he ragdolled him. Like Chara ragdolled like, uh, the demon from Toronto. Like, remember when Chara... Ragdoll, uh, Brian McCabe. McCabe. Yes, McCabe. He did the same thing with, with Cassian. With Cassian was one of the toughest guys in the league. So the only thing, though, is that, you know, Jack High kind of has this, the, this arrogant thing where he's kind of cocky a bit, and he kind of said to, throughout the league that he's not afraid of anyone. If everybody wants to rough up their players, he's going to be there. So, you know, he's calling on them big guys when he plays Washington, and, and I know when he plays the Rangers. Ryan Colorado, wait till he him. plays McDermott in Colorado. Yeah. Well, he's and a huge... He's a, he, hurt, he hurt Cassian with the first punch, George. Yeah, he uh, did. But, uh, but the one thing, though, you have to learn, though, how to come into a fight, because you got to come sideways to kind of protect yourself. He went square up. I saw Because Zach, Zach Ronaldo fought him out of fight, but Zach Ronaldo is 5'10". So when he fought, he has to come in the inside. But when you're a big guy like Jack Guy, 6'4", you don't come in like this because these guys are going to wait for him with an uppercut. Yeah. Well, you would know because uh, you ragdolled a lot of guys during your career. George, I got to – look, you know I like Kirby Doc. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I think there's a lot more there with Kirby Doc than a lot of people think. How has Kirby Doc played as a Montreal Canadian? As a defenseman, uh, sorry, as a center, he was very, very, very disappointing because, first of all, he hasn't fixed his problem in Toronto, uh, in, in Chicago, is the face-off. In the face-off in Montreal, he wasn't very good. And not just that, he was not really creating anything in, in, as a center. And, yes, he could skate well. Yes, he could hit sometimes a big size. But you know what? It's crazy to say, but his puck is on the wing. 
And Montreal, that has been trying to find the perfect winger to play with Suzuki and Caulfield, they found one with him. So, you know, they're doing very good. Those three guys together are doing very good. He's completing these two guys, those two guys very good. So this is amazing. So he, he was projected to be the second-line center, but the way that he's playing, it looks more like he's going to be a winger. First but, line, right but, wing. Yeah, yeah, exactly, first line. But, you know, the biggest part of Montreal right now is that they're trying to get rid of um, Dadunov, Hoffman, and Drouin. So I would say to Edmonton, don't touch any of these guys. But I'm hearing rumors that Washington, that has a lot of injuries, they might be interested in Dadunov. I don't know what they're seeing in him, but Montreal is stuck with Because right now, Montreal did one thing that is very, you know, technical and, and dangerous. They have too many guys in the roster because Edmondson is back. So what they've done is they put Dadunov in the, in the injuring list, even though he's not injured. They said he has a virus, but he's practicing with the team. He's in front of everyone. So they're doing this to buy some time because they have too many well, guys in the roster. George, and watch, they try to- yeah, Washington's lost Connor Brown for the year. Great player. Hard-nosed, competitive player. He's a $3 million cap hit. Dadnov's at five. They can make that count from their cap because they've got so much cap space because they've got Backstrom in LTIR and Wilson in LTIR. That's how they could do Dadnov. That's how they- He'd just be replacing Connor Brown. That's what's going on there. Yeah, but why? Why would you want this guy to replace anyone? <laughs> like the way that he's been, he's been so bad. Like honestly, I don't know how you would help the Caps, but still, if All you right. want to do that, help Montreal. George, go ahead, George. We got uh, thirty-five seconds. How many goals is Connor McDavid going to score this year? He's going to do fifty. He's going to do like uh, uh, McDavid did. Uh, did like we know Connor McDavid is a passer, but he wants to prove and show everyone in the NHL that if he wants to win the Rocket, he can win it every year. He's a disher, but this year he's going for the Rocket, and it might be the only time he's going to get fifty because he's more known to pass and to, to create plays and stuff. But this year he's poised. And uh, and I think he could do it. He could do it every year, but this time he's going to show the whole league that you know what? I'm Conor McDavid. I'm the best player in the world, and I could do whatever I want. And this year he's winning that trophy. George, awesome stuff. Thanks for the quick rip, buddy. You take care, okay? Any, anytime, brother. There you go. That is Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality, George Larocque. Uh It is 1.29 in Edmonton. We're going to go off to a global news weather traffic update with Ray Lahou. And when we come back, Wayne Gretzky on Oilers Now.